Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Big K Morning Show. Larry Richard with Susie Cool this morning. Marty will be back tomorrow anchoring our KDK Radio Warmathon for Dollar Energy Fund, presented by MediConnect. And it is the convergence of, we mentioned it, Ash Wednesday for the Lenten season, Valentine's Day, and for many people, Pitchers and Catchers Report Day is a big deal too. And so we've asked Pirates broadcaster Joe Block to join us this hour. Man, good to see you. That never gets old with that uh, Field of Dreams clip. Oh, I just I love the nostalgia of baseball, and it it when it starts back up again. I don't know about you guys, but it just I got all the tingles again. It's 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 such a wonderful thing going to that field in Florida and seeing baseball again. When I was in Pittsburgh before I moved away, and I had all of my jobs here, I always said there's two seasons, and you probably relate to this. There's whatever season we're in now, and then there's baseball season. And when baseball season came to an end for me. I would actually get so sad. Like, I'm still like that now every time a sports season comes to an end for me. So I'm sure you probably resonate with that a little bit. And now all of a sudden, it's your it's your time. Like, it's your time on Twitter or whatever it is. It's your time on, you know, the television. Like, whatever it is, you get to get back to it and you get to get back to that normal life, not just being a dad, which is also, like, a huge part of your life. Yeah, it's it's definitely two distinct times yes. <laughs> for, for me and yeah, my family. Very much so, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're a sports lover, too, mm-hmm. so you like Steelers football and Penguins. I know that because before you actually moved here years ago, you used to come to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, went to the Igloo back in the back in the day in high school. I don't know how me and my best friend's parents let us come to Pittsburgh. Just us, you know, 15, 16 years old, going to games at the Igloo and just buying a ticket, watching Pens. It was, it was great. And you worked with one of the most iconic figures in broadcasting and baseball sports yeah worked with Bob Buecher in Milwaukee <laughs> I love that because I'm a big yeah. fan and mostly I'm a fan because I only knew Bob Buecher from the movies you know initially and he created a whole image for himself is he as cool a guy as he seems yeah he's just as the genuine article he's just a guy from Milwaukee that played ball and uh, loves baseball and talks about it and he's a really genuine guy and I think one of the things that struck me is yeah I mean especially if you're of a certain age, you realize, I mean, when I was growing up, I watched Mr. Belvedere on Friday nights on ABC, and then I w- was watching WrestleMania that he's emceeing and things, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, what, you know, who is this guy? It's great. In fact, I actually was flipping through some uh, old notebooks when I was a kid and showing my, my kids, you know, hey, this is what I used to draw, and I drew a picture of, of you. 
when I was like about seven Aww. years old or whatever. And then you got to work with him. And then I got guy. to work with him. So, but it was a really cool experience. He's a really genuine, really good guy. And now get ready for your ninth season with the Pirates broadcast team. And Susie Cool is featured on the wall at Fenway Park as a tribute in part to women in sports. Yeah. We, we talked about this a little earlier. You, you didn't know this, but everything I did in Salem, uh, Boston, decided, hey, we're going to do this woman in sports or baseball display. So Melanie Newman and I were up there on the wall. It's actually really cool. I got brought in for a day. I got to bring my dad up there and my mom, and they got a picture in front of the Green Monster, which I think is, you know, as iconic as PNC Park is. It's beautiful. It's my favorite ballpark. I, I mean, you don't get much more historic than – Fenway Park or Wrigley Field. That must be fun when, you know, since, you know, it's long since interleague play has been, you know, a regular occurrence. But still, when you travel, I think PNC Park is the most beautiful ballpark. But historically, yeah, Fenway Park and then going to Yankee Stadium just because it's Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Yeah. And I got, I got to go to the old stadium in, in New York and, uh, I've got to call a couple of openers at Fenway and, and mm -hmm. you know, and then, of course, all the games that the Pirates play at, at Wrigley. It's it's such a cool experience because, you know, all the great players for generations have played on that field or, you know, on that soil somewhere down the line. They're, you know, they've played on that. Field, yes. <laughs> you know, I was the voice of the Yankees. I was the narrative voice of a show for four seasons called Behind the Seams. Really? And, oh, yeah. And. I didn't want to tell any of my Pittsburgh friends because they think I'm cheating on them. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's the Yankees. The pinstripes. <laughs> I actually did Derek Jeter's final chapter, which wow. was actually really cool. And Pitt, we've played there twice now with a pinstripe bowl football. This year they had the 100th anniversary of Syracuse and Pitt playing the first game ever, of course, in the original stadium, but at Yankee Stadium. You sent me those pictures. That was really cool. That was really I neat figured you would appreciate oh, it because yeah. you've been there, done that. Joe Block's in studio, and we'll have more coming up on the Big K Morning Show. I want to know, for Pirates fans, how this season might be different. We're with Pirates broadcaster Joe Block. Pitchers and catchers do report to Bradenton, Florida, for over half a century. The winter training for spring training, it's still winter, though. You know what I mean. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you'll be headed down next Friday, and then you're on, right? Yeah, next weekend, so not this weekend, but next weekend the game starts, so you can be tuning in. Yeah, we we really, just to hear baseball on the radio, I've said this to you before, and I really appreciate the way you do the work that you do, is just having it on, in the it, whether it's in the background or whatever, just that feel. For me, there's still – magic of baseball on the radio no doubt and i don't know about you guys but when i'm listening to ball games and and we don't do them all in the spring so either brownie or i will do them so i get to listen too mm -hmm. uh to a lot of those games and yeah i'll just kind of have it on and you know where else do you hear somebody going you know, popcorn you know or whatever <laughs> in the background and it just I, I like to let the programs the, yeah oh there it is wow hey <laughs> but I like to let the, the sounds kind of play, especially in spring training, because it sounds so different. It's an intimate ballpark down there at Lecom. Well, know? that's a good point. You know, sometimes I would imagine there's a tendency to just – sometimes you can take a breath and just let the atmosphere be the background. I've got a lot to say. You know, I haven't been talking, you know, for a long time uh, about baseball, so – but I have to – 
curtail that and say, all right, well, let's just relax. And we got a whole month of spring training to talk about it. Yeah. And I, to your point, Larry, you also have, you know, how long are the games now? Three, three and a half hours, whatever it is. Well, they've been remarkably shorter. Yes, remarkably thank God, with shorter. a pitch clock, it helps. Uh, my, when I was doing it in 2018, 2019, they were remarkably long still. Um, mm. I'm glad that they're a little bit shorter, but you have so much time. So to take that breath, like you need to. If you're talking the entire time, I commend you. Thank God. Like, <laughs> and I've watched these guys work uh, many times spring training, and it's kind of fun to watch. You know, all of you set up the way Greg Brown sets it up, the way you do, and then of course you have a series of color analysts. Obviously, Bob Walk's been there probably the longest now that Steve Blass retired, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walkie and Brownie came in in '94, and then you got wow. the Rock. Yeah, John Wayner. He, yeah, he just uh, we we all met last night, and uh, he discovered that this will be his twentieth season. Wow! As a broadcaster for the Pirates. And, now. But you've added other voices to the TV and radio broadcast too, including Neil Walker. Yes. Yeah. But, and and I like as Rock will point out the Pittsburgh area kid. The Pittsburgh yeah, area. Yeah, because he's kid. from Pine Richland. <laughs> he's not a Pittsburgher like Rock's from Carrick. You see, <laughs> and Rock used to. He used to ask me all the time, why is there a chief meteorologist? What do they need a chief for? <laughs> He's become a, a weather freak. Oh, yeah. Anytime we, there's a threat of rain, he calls it up and he'll I tell hear, it like I it hear is. I him. Oh, yeah. And he's right. I got to text him. You know, next time I hear him talking about the weather, you need a chief meteorologist. <laughs> <tell> <laughs> so I asked the question. This is going to be the natural question. You're going to be asked this at nauseum. So let me be the first what gives Pirates fans hope that this team will take that next step this season? Well, you have a lot of unknowns. You have a lot of rookies uh, or, you know, second-year players now. A lot of guys uh, broke in last year. And so these are guys that are picked very highly, um, well-regarded, not just in the Pirates circles, but sometimes you have these lists of top prospects, and the Pirates have you know, four or five of those guys that make those those top, top lists. And so – when you have a bunch of those guys all coming together, well, you really don't know what's going to happen. And that can be a good thing, too, because if a lot of those guys fulfill the promise that a lot of people think that they're going to have, and if they do it earlier in their careers rather than middle or later, then the Pirates going to have a good season. And having Andrew McCutcheon back just as, well, he was just picked by Pittsburgh Magazine as the most popular Pittsburgher, the Pittsburgher of the year, I think he seemed to really embrace that. Yeah, and we love him, you know, and, and so he's a pirate, and he's going to be a pirate, and that's the great thing about bringing him back and David Bednar. Uh, everyone has loved him because, first of all, he's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if if he was just kind of lousy, but he was from Pittsburgh, he'd be like, oh, well, well, we'll keep him around. But he's great, two-time All-Star closer, uh, you know, from the area. And so now you got some guys, and then you're learning these younger players, and, and, and Brian Reynolds and Key Brian Hayes are signed for a long time. Mitch Keller was an All-Star last year. I bet you he'll be around for a long time, too. Now you got guys you know, you can count on that are going to be around. That's the kind of stuff that really winning teams start to build, and that's what we're seeing with the Pirates now. Is Bednar as as funny as he seems on the Pirate Social? He's just he's you know he's just the average guy, you know, and, and just I, an I, average guy. Yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> he Mars, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he doesn't want to. It, he it's funny like when he goes and does these red carpet things that the All Star gave. He is a little bit. He and his wife Casey, they're a little bit uncomfortable doing it, you know, because they're just there's. Just like you and I, we're just the mm-hmm. average people, just having a good time, just 
But that's that's I think what makes him such a good closer too, because it nothing really gets get him too excited. And about they call it. him the Renegade. The and Renegade. So he did a terrible towel twirl at a Steeler game, <laughs> where right before kickoff, we go down to the field, and he was a feature. I saw that. And yeah. It, and the fans <laughs> went nuts. I mean, they they love. I think they love players who they feel have a little humility. He's genuine. He's just right. He's just a guy. They don't just like guy. guys that are beating their own chest about how, how good they are. Not that we have a lot of those guys. There have been some over the years, but you know, same thing with Neil. Yeah, Neil Walker is is always been a humble, good family guy. Yeah, you see him at the grocery store. You know, he'll talk to you. You know, it's just just hey, what what are you, what are you buying over there? <laughs> you know, that's it. It's it, that, and I really think that's just how everyone should should be and those, those are the people we cheer for the most anyway yeah it's so it's hard to say uh but i i like the stability i like Derek shelton as a manager and the bench coach who just happens to be neil walker's brother-in-law did you know that Susie? no i didn't wow yeah he's he's another donnie kelly guy. yeah donnie kelly from mount lebanon right is married to neil's sister carrie that's uh but i think I think he's a season away from being a manager somewhere. Yeah, that he's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of talk about that too, and he definitely can do the job. And Sheltie definitely stumps for him. So, yeah, we we would not want to lose him, but certainly no. he deserves the opportunity. Well, you've spent time with him. Is mm -hmm. he? And he's a really tall guy. He's thin. You know, he was he played for the Pirates before his brother-in-law Neil. He was the actually. original tall shortstop. <laughs> right. Before O'Neill Cruz. How yeah. tall? He holds the distinction for playing every single position when he was in Detroit when Jim Leland, now Hall of Famer to be, was the manager, right? He even pitched. Yeah, yeah, got to play all the different positions, but he was the tallest Pirates shortstop before O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz yeah. is like 7-5 now. Yeah. He grew over the season. <laughs> is he going to be I all right? You for oh yeah, he's fine. And that's this is. I got asked this again yesterday though. He didn't play at the end of the season, and I think if he even just got in a couple of games at the end of the year, I think we would have. He, he he was fine by the end of the year last year in terms of that fractured but ankle. They just that, figured let it. To, just in hey, we're, we're here at the end of the year. Let's roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, more to come. We appreciate Pirates broadcaster Joe Block being with us on the Big K Morning Show. Swing and a fly ball hit to deep left field and Connor Joe hits it into the bleachers out of line. He slammed that one out of here and the Pirates with a three run sixth go back on top. It's 11 to six and they've extended their lead again. Boy does that sound good. Pirates broadcaster Joe Block with us on the Big K Morning Show. Susie Cool now pitching. For Marty Griffin today, <laughs> Marty will be back tomorrow for a big warm-a-thon for Dollar Energy. Even when you hear yourself calling baseball, it's, it's man, that just jettisons you back instantly. Oh, it's just so fun to feel about the warmth of summer, being at the ballpark, family, friends, generations connecting, the memories that you make, the experiences, the food that you eat or the, the drinks that you consume or the cotton candy that I give my kids and they never sleep that night. That kind of stuff. And they never sleep. <laughs> so there's five of us, me and four siblings, four boys and my sister. But I remember a time when the three boys being, I'm the well-adjusted middle child, Joe. <laughs> my dad took us to Forbes Field. And one of two great memories was walking in and you hear, programs programs and then we got popcorn the smell of popcorn i know that sounds silly 
but just that whole atmosphere, just being with my dad and seeing Roberto Clemente, Willie Stargell, Don Clendent. I mean, thinking back, these are guys that are just, you know, well, they have statues of two of them in front of PNC <laughs> Park. But the family atmosphere and relationships and the bonding that goes on, son, daughter, you know, mom. I mean, I love that, and it it never leaves you. And my great grandmother took me to my first baseball game. You know, great grandma. Yeah, my mom and I and my great grandma. So you know, it's just stuff like that that you think about um, how cool those experiences are with different family members through the years, and it's turned us on to the sport, and uh, and it's all become a, a part of us through the years because of it. This may sound like a cliche, but it's perfect baseball night. I get a permani sandwich, sit down and just enjoy it, and just kind of ruminate in the moment. Yeah, permani sandwich—that's what you're going with. Oh yeah, a fancy park. See, I'll—that's I'll, what I do too. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay, I'm different. I don't really like hot dogs, but I will occasionally, like, if I have the time to go to a game as a fan, that will be the one time that I get a hot dog. Oh sure. The only it's thing that's game. frightening about that is when they shoot hot dogs at people. <laughs> I have I have seen I have been well, You've been there. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Actually, <laughs> Have you shot the hot dog? Oh. Let me tell you about the most terrifying moment. I would like to know this. Yeah. Please. So, maybe elaborate. this maybe this was t-shirt toss, I don't know, but it was a toss. So, I usually was always a ball girl, and then for some random reason my last season, they had me fill in on the Bucker Brigade a couple of times. And one of the things I had to do was the T-shirt or hot dog toss. I'm not sure what it was at the time. But we were on the field, and they were like, yeah, we'll just shoot it with a gun. You just have to pump everybody up. And I was like, okay, we will not use the slingshot, right? And they were like, no, we never have to. Long behold, the T-shirt gun dies. <laughs> the one time that this T-shirt gun dies. So I have to then do the slingshot, which I'm much shorter than the other girl that's holding it on the other side. And I didn't realize how hard they actually have to pull these slingshots down. So you only got it to the first row? I almost fell on my butt. It was <laughs> so bad. And then, you know, going into minor league baseball, I had to then teach people how to use slingshots. And I just probably was not the best person to teach. Where would Joe block? Pirates broadcaster. So, Joe, we mentioned the pitch clock. It, it has had a profound effect on the length of the games. I'm getting older, Larry. I don't stay up as late as I used to. <laughs> and when I'm watching games, I want them to end about 930. And so two things I think are really great. Uh, the pitch clock or pitch timer uh, ending games, you know, 240. Sometimes if it's got a really good game and go on three hours, fine. It's been a great game. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you get this real quick pitcher's duel. It's 210. You're in, you're out, and it says, well, great. We had a nice crisp ball game. I think people were mad. Hey, not enough time for hot dogs or for many sandwiches or beer or whatever, you know, whatever you're going to have. Uh, you still get there a little bit early. and, and I have think they've made that adjustment. But pirate games are going to be at 640 now, all the night games mm -hmm. this year. So, all of them. Yep, 640 all year long. So now. Even into the summer. Yes. Typically. You did the earlier starts while school was still in session till, you know, end of June or mid-June. Yeah, so all the night games are 640 now. So if you got little kids or if you're like me, both, where you, you kind of get tired and hit 9 o'clock at night and you might be able to get home at that hour. Yeah, I I think that's a great idea too. Uh, and what about playing at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings occasionally? What, what, that Was that an experiment? Or they yeah, I don't think they're doing that. That was a national TV. Right type deal where they played but did you ever do in minor leagues did you ever do oh, those yeah. early games i oh, yeah. actually i i'm gonna give a hot take i loved it 
<laughs> I loved it. Because you're done with your day and you don't have all of the other things that go into the day. Like for some reason you can powerhouse through it and you can put on an entire show. I mean, I come from running an entire stadium like a chicken with my head cut off. And those 11 a.m. games, I'm in there. We were rolling hot dogs at 6 a.m. for kids. And then I got to go get the scripts ready, run the ballpark, make sure entertainment's good. Gates are opening at 10. There's an influx of education day kids and we're getting everybody rallied up. I don't know. It it gets me jazzed up because then I get the rest of the day to just kind of hang out and relax. Larry, what's that like? What's that? Getting up at five or six in the morning. <laughs> How about three, Joe? <laughs> three a.m. wake up call. Yeah. yeah. My one of my great spring training experiences was it was crystal clear, but it was unseasonably cold for Bradenton, <laughs> like the upper thirties, and we were in that patch of grass outside the clubhouse at Lecon, set up with our tent. And that had to be the most irrigated patch of grass on the planet because they had, you know, those little pop-up. Sprinklers were yes. right there. At 5 o'clock, when our news was dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, we hear all of those sprinkler heads popped up and sprayed us. I mean, we were soaked. And it was 39 degrees. And I got a... I ended up doing part of the show in one of our trucks through the window. I had my headset cord out the window, and I was in a Snuggie. Oh, my sad state of (laughs) affairs. Oh, my goodness. That's why you always bring a Snuggie. And I think we had – I think Bob Walk was our guest that morning. He came up and looked at us like, what is wrong with you people? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, final word with Joe Block coming up. Pirates broadcaster Colin Dunlap's in today. So we'll grab him and – Appreciate you coming in, man. It's always a pleasure. It's always my pleasure. You've helped transport us to somewhere warmer with Spring Eternal. We're with Pirates broadcaster Joe Block. Joe, really appreciate you coming in for this past hour. We've enjoyed it. And today marks the beginning of the new Pittsburgh Pirates for 2024. It's a holiday today. It is. to Pitchers and catchers. It is to a lot of people. And... Thank you, Susie Cool, for sitting in for Marty Griffin the last couple of days. No problem. It's always fun. And we learned, did you know this? Colin Dunlap's coming up next. Did you know Susie did play-by-play in minor league baseball? Yeah, she, she was the first woman in the Carolina League. Very good. How didn't you know that? I didn't know that. It was like a big thing. There's a big thing at Fenway. <laughs> wow, I didn't even tell He Colin was listening. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, I knew. No, it was like on, it was a big thing when it happened. Might have been on the internet or something. No, it was on the internet. It was all over like social media. I knew that. Women of sports. Who knew? I've no, I've known Susie a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And you've been on writing and talking about sports for a long time. You've spent a lot of time baseball, spring training. I have a question for Joe. Joe, are you ready? (laughs) You know, my favorite part of spring training is what is it? Whenever the game's about to start at McCack, well, LeeCom. Pardon me. Yeah. Right. And that van pulls up, that like 40, 30 passenger van, and a bunch of minor leaguers get out wearing like number 81. And then they go and they're going to maybe play in the game, but they don't have last names and you have no idea what random number they are. And you have to try to decipher who the heck they are that was sent over from Pirate City to pinch run in like the seventh inning. And what's fun is there'll be like two of them that have the same number. And be like, well, this is a number 88, and uh, there's three number 88s in the game right now.
Well, so the, we call them always call them the van riders because they <laughs> the ride. Van van. But if you keep tabs on them, a lot of times, like four years later, they end up being somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So we get a little list of who they are, and it's almost always half right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'll tell you what though. I know after a while you guys get antsy for the regular season to start too. As fun as it is to, you know, go down to Bradenton and a lot of people don't know they have a beach there in Anna Marie Island, Longboat Key. It's it's a great region. I fell in love with the place since my first time going twenty three years ago. It's wonderful because it's Pittsburgh South for the during the spring training time you get to see so many Pittsburghers down there. And if you haven't been I'll, I'll stump for it again. Please come on down because it's a great time, and you get probably see your neighbor down there, too. And direct flights to SRQ now. Sarasota. That, no, it's a game changer. Yeah, it really is. Sarasota, Bradenton Airport. Are you the voice of the airport, he, he too? He is no. the voice. Of, yes, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Por favor, donde esta la casa de Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Joe, thank you again. Safe travels, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing you right here on the Big K and 93.7 The Fan. What a thrill to be on your airways, as always. Thank you again. Yeah. Virus broadcaster Joe Block, Susie Cool. You're too cool. Have right. a nice Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Larry. And Mr. Dunlap, what are you working on coming up? Uh, we'll figure it out. we got five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> wow. I can't hardly wait. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.